You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. We're alongside my wife, Pam. Hey, good to be here again. Each and every week, mm-hmm. we go where the SMR Nation wants to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we got something else going on. <laughs> Asterisk, star, star, star. Sometimes we've got something else on the agenda that fits usually with a, a slew of emails or messages that have come in that make a larger topic. And so we'll steer. So they're still driving it. Absolutely. This is listener-driven radio yeah. and podcast world. And so the way we know where we're heading in large part is by the SMR Nation letting us know. Mm -hmm. And so they can give us a call at 214-702-9565 is the voicemail line that gets your questions to the front of the line. You can also send us an email at feedback at sexymergeradio.com where we read them all. We respond to some directly, some get on the air, some get lumped in with a topic to make sure that it, we're answering the questions that help the people most with what's going on in their life. Because exactly. a lot of times when you're talking about marriage, it's not always easy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And sex within that marriage sometimes isn't easy either. Uh-uh. Nothing new under the sun, though, because <laughs> whatever you're true. dealing with, somebody else is dealing with it too, more than likely. But what we want to have happen is uh, we want the connections to be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give a quick little plug. Uh, for a new product that we'll unpack this lo- in the future weeks, but okay. we just rolled out the State of Our Union, mm-hmm. which is a new resource available, smrnation.com forward slash union, and it is uh, weekly questions that you can answer with your spouse that come via text message. Mm-hmm. So you sign up, uh, you pay, you sign up, and you give the phone numbers for both you and your spouse, you set the time you want the text to show up, and then you spend... Um, five to ten minutes each week, answering the questions that are that come along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's you get fifty-two text messages, so it ends up being a year's worth of conversations to right. maintain a, a deeper connection, to talk about the important, not just the immediate. Right, it goes a little bit deeper on a quarterly or an annual basis. So right? Pam and I use it; mm-hmm. uh, it's incredibly helpful, and we want you to use it too. So mm-hmm. more coming, more information coming. But if you're interested. And we whet your appetite with that kind of tease. Go check it out, smrnation.com forward slash union. And you can find out all the more details that you want to find. Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio uh, is several of your questions and our answers. We're going to be quick on some of these today. Okay. uh, Which is going to, you're going to have to help probably with that because I will tend to keep going. Are we going to set the timer and I'll, I can like ring a bell or I'll, something like that? <laughs> I guess we could do something like that. Like how many tunes can I name in 60 seconds kind of thing? That's a whole different way you just went oh, okay. down that one. All but right, all right. Um, anyway, so we're going to we got we're going to try to get through a slew of different questions that have come <laughs> in and have been sitting there waiting. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash Academy. Uh, I've got an email that came in that I've taken a section out of an email All right. that um, she's talking about one of the things her husband wants the most is for her to be more decisive in bed. 
And so we're going to talk about the whole world of indecisiveness, especially when it comes to your sex life. Mm, okay. I can relate to this. So Because I know she's not alone. Flavor. And even mm-hmm. from some men, she's not, you know, she's right. not alone. No. So all that's coming up on today's show. Hi, Sex Marriage Radio. Um, thank you so much for the resource that you provide. I've really enjoyed having a trustworthy place to go to with my questions. Um so my question today is about how to balance out performance anxiety for my husband. Um, I guess it's obviously often made worse the more that you talk about sex and the more that you emphasize it. But I also really want us to be proactive and not just kind of ignore it and expect it to go away on its own. Um So we've tried having him just do things to me. We've tried having me initiate, having him initiate. Um, I'm constantly offering to just let him relax and have me do things for him. Um, And it all just seems like kind of Band-Aid fixes that's not getting to the root of what his anxiety or his identity is with sex. So... I guess I'm just wondering what the best way to approach this is, aside from him doing personal work. Um, I'm just trying to think of a way we can have an intimate activity that's not just sex-focused and going to cause him more anxiety. Um, I'm thinking about just seeing if we can set aside time just for kissing, like, a couple times a week. And if more happens, that's fine, but we're just going to focus on that or... You know, do we just say we're just going to go an entire month without sex and take off the stress and just have some date nights without that? Um, Yeah, I'm just not really sure how I can help him, but I really love him. and We have a really great marriage outside of that, but it's just kind of been a really difficult cycle for us because I have higher desire than him. Um, So, yeah, any advice is appreciated. Thank you guys so much for what you do. So what are you hearing in this, Pam? Because I, I heard two different questions that has me, um, uh, I'm not 100% clear on, on totally what the issue is. She, she said she's the higher desire. Yep. And I'm Probably not, largely stemming from his performance anxiety. Right. So I'm, I'm not clear if, if it's just her having higher desire or... And he might have a high desire and he's just got the performance anxiety or, you know, how do you, how do you split hairs on, okay. on that and how that works. Um, but I also heard, you know, how it sounds like she's being, they're being creative and trying to, she named all kinds of alternatives that they're working right. through. Right. They're trying to find the Band-Aid fixes, which is what she's describing. Of right. What are some workarounds for this big issue? Right. Yep. Um, but there was a, a small snippet in there of without him having to do some work on himself. And right. that was a thing that stuck out to me of, okay. Well, so I'm, I'm feeling a little feisty as we're recording okay. this. And so okay. I don't want this to come across uh, harsh or disrespectful at all, mm-hmm. but she's calling for his issue. Mm-hmm. That's the crux of this whole thing. What she's really facing is, I'm married to a guy that has problems in the bedroom because of anxiety, stress, performance. What you know, Whatever There's not enough details be. to know exactly what that means. Because mm-hmm. performance anxiety for men oftentimes 
plays out in either erectile difficulties or premature ejaculation. Mm-hmm. If she's, it's one end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, either end. So she's facing, I want something that my spouse, he's saying he wants, mm-hmm. maybe, right. but he freaks out and he's got some anxiety over it. So he's not willing to do anything about it, though. I, well, is he or isn't he? We I don't, don't know. We but don't know the answer to that but one. But since she's the one framing the question, it's an entirely different conversation if he's the one that called in. Right. Because he's then seeking an answer for his issue because she's the one that has to face the fallout of his issue. Right. And so a better way to think of this is I'm married to somebody that I want something more than they do. And they may say they want it too, but they're not showing any actionable steps that show they do. Mm -hmm. Because if there really is an issue and I tell my partner, I know I'm working on it and all that, but I'm really not. I'm Mm -hmm. just trying to buy them off and push them off away from me without having to do the heavy lifting of right. do I really right right it's lower on my priority right. list and because I'd she's do other the things. way she's framing this of how do we make it easier for him you can't <laughs> it's, there's band-aid issues and some things you can add yes mm-hmm. like she's describing that they could be points towards mm-hmm. but until he's really w- willing to take the bull by the horns, and start to seek what is it about this whole dynamic in my sex life that the anxiety is rearing its head this way? And how do I learn to self-soothe, validate myself beyond how I'm performing or not? I mean, there's a lot of other things that can go on. I work with a lot of men that have done this, mm-hmm. where I've sought too much of an identity through what I can or can't do when it comes to the bedroom versus, no, there's so much more of who I am not just what happens in the bedroom or doesn't. So she's the one calling in and she specifically posed the question, how can she help him? So are there arenas in here that she can help him? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go blunt. How can she help him? Uh-huh. She sits him down and she looks him squarely in the eye and with all sincerity says, "You know what, honey? This issue you've got is impacting my sex life with you." I don't like it. And that's it. I mean. I'm just asking. No, I'm just I mean, asking because well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you get a couple that comes into your office. How would that conversation go? What What would you prompt? Um, I would tell the, the wife, wife the same scenario, kind of thing. Scenario. of This is not your issue. You're the one that gets the fallout of his issue. But it's important for her to communicate her thoughts on how it affects mm-hmm. this is the impact desires. of that on me mm-hmm. and I don't like the way it's playing out and I want you to do something about it either do or don't if you're not going to then tell me be honest be respectful enough to give me the truth right and then I can figure out how to deal with that at that then point I can make decisions because these are the gridlock issues that are going on in marriage mm-hmm. we all have them in various things and we're hoping our spouse will either go dumb or blind on them <laughs> when sometimes that just doesn't happen. And so the best thing I can do is address the impact of it mm-hmm. on me and then see, okay, are you willing to make the, the moves to change this and challenge and figure out what this is or not? Because she's saying she's an, an ally in this. I'll be a willing ally and I want to help, mm-hmm. but ultimately I can't. 
Yeah, there's only so far I can go. So your move, buddy, is almost where it goes. Okay. If you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio for any length of time, you've heard us talk about how marriages have struggles. Life has struggles, but you're not alone. If something's interfering with your well-being or preventing you from achieving your goals, help is available. I've had the help of a great therapist at several different points in my life, and I would not be experiencing the life, marriage, or family I have today without them. This is where our sponsor, BetterHelp, comes into play for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And in many cases, you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And with a broad range of expertise available, this is available to clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You get timely, thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's often more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier and healthier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash SMR. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This is actually one therapist recommending other therapists because finding the right professional to work with makes all the difference. Special offer for our listeners in the SMR Nation is you get 10% off your first month. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash SMR today. Well, based off of the call we just had, this one, um, <laughs> the mood I'm in right now, I'm not sure how these will go. So <laughs> let's okay, just, let's go. Let's just see. You're feisty. Okay. So this is just a, a quick email that says, good morning. I'd be interested in hearing your insights around the topic of telling versus asking your spouse about what your plans are. I have some thoughts and feelings and thought it might be helpful for listeners who are navigating through this. Thanks. Because... There is this element of what's the where's the line of respect, right? When you're talking about I'm trying to live my life concurrently alongside yours. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of overlap when you're talking about our marriage that mm-hmm. we do a lot of life together and a lot of what we do impacts and falls out on my on you or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So where's the line of asking about what my plans are versus telling what my plans are? Is it a line or is it a, hey, here's a mood and a focus and here's the attitude I want to portray? Because okay. I think there are there are days, I'll just speak personally, there are days when it, I really like it when you say, you just come out and say, I'm coming after you tonight. Okay. There's days that I love that and there's other days that I'm like, oh, I'm just tired. <laughs> would you ask me so I could say yes or no and not have to uh, knock you off the um, confident the train that I'm heading on tra- right at that moment confident that moment? train that you're on okay <laughs> so <laughs> some of that might be reading the mood I think but there are definitely times where I think that that telling is a hey I like where you're you're leading on a good path and I'm going yeah, to jump that, on board okay, and come so with that. In that regard, you're talking about more of just the announcing of an intent. The Here it goes. I'm just, here's my cards, right? That's where I, that, I'm coming from. That's interesting that. because I'm, I hear this not so much on what goes on in the sexual arena. I hear this also in, the, in just the life arena 
of, hey, this weekend I'm heading out with the boys versus, gotcha. hey, I was wanting to head out with the boys. What's your plans? You okay with that? You know, there's, there, I think there's a variety the of checking ranges. Checking of the schedules, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a variety of ranges because if you think about it, one of the things that really does trip up a lot of marriages is one spouse gets, for the lack of a better phrase, scared of the other. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to be upset. So I tiptoe and I hint and mm-hmm. I get into covert contract world and I, mm-hmm. you know, all these kinds of things where I'm sending up weather balloons to see if it's okay if I could go out and do this thing instead of come home that night. And, you know, versus, hey, I'm heading out. I'll see you when I get back. Well, I think that you're sending up weather balloons and covert isn't even one of these asking or telling because that's all passive. And that's true. May, I mean, if I'm asking, I'm asking. That is what it is. If I'm telling, I'm telling. I don't think either of those are, are passive or... Okay. So that, cause that's interesting because we had two different descriptions of what we just heard from the email. It landed in two different arenas. Yeah. They still overlap, mm-hmm. I think, because the context still matters and it just plays out in different arenas. So then it probably comes down to, to me, the, the difference, because he's asking the insights around the topic of telling versus asking. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the difference is it always has to have an undercurrent that's completely built on respect. Right. Right. That if I'm telling my spouse, here's my plan, here's my intent, whatever, there still needs to be a level of respect in the manner in which I do it. Because what I say matters. You know, right. how I say it matters. Right. But there's also an element of I can come at it pretty boldly and call and confidently with the, w- within the frame of an ask, an asking, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, and and I guess there's along with that in the respect factor. I think there's this: if I'm telling, I got to be open to the spouse also coming back and saying, "No, you're not." Right. And right, because I the, I you would want I it to be met with the pushback, just like you're bringing to the equation, right? And that's that's a great litmus test, Pam, to kind of put out there for people that whatever level of emphasis I'm bringing, don't be surprised if not actually want to invite the pushback when needed. Yeah, the same level that. of pushback, mm-hmm. right? And and they'll be telling you the same way. Right. Uh, no, you're not, because uh, we already had this plan. Oh, and then that's on both of us to kind of adjust and adopt to. And again, this is all under right. the auspices of I am actually living that in in my item in my actions in the lifestyle in which I carry myself align with what I say I value. Right. Right. If I'm out with the guys all the time. But I say, oh, yeah, I'm family's most important thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it? You know, because it's where does your, where do you spend your time and your money? Mm-hmm. That's where your heart is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think there's importance to see telling is a good thing. I tell a lot of husbands, if they're the higher desire spouse, you could even do this as a wife as a higher desire spouse. Don't ever frame an entry into sex as a question, as in a yes or no. That's, that's usually, if you give the opportunity for a lower desire to say no, they probably will. Because at that moment when you're bringing it up, that's probably where they are. Mm-hmm. So instead, you're better off with the phrase you said of like, hey, I'm coming after you tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I need to get something off your chest tonight. Right. Right? right. <laughs> some of those kinds of things that are just some statements that kind of start the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's an incredibly effective role higher desires can play to lead in the sexual arena, but also in life. Right. Of just kind of leading a family, leading a lifestyle, because you're leading your life that then interacts and overlaps with your family and your spouse. Okay. So here's a little bit longer of an email. Okay. Okay. So it says, hello there. I'm a relatively new SMR listener, and it's refreshing to have a a podcast about sex and relationships that isn't overly moralistic or profane. You strike the right balance. So I I like that because that's the idea, right? That we want to be in Christian values within this, but also be real uh, among what life is. Right. I'm a wife with a higher desire than my husband. There have been seasons, like when I was nursing one of our three kids, when my husband was more interested in sex than I was, but I think I'm more naturally inclined toward physical intimacy. Honestly, I have very little to complain about. My husband and I enjoy sex every few days and don't generally turn each other down when one of us is in the mood. So our relationship's solid, don't have any issues like porn, sexual trauma, etc. My husband's very generous in bed. I rarely orgasm less than twice in an encounter. Well done, dude. Um, And... (laughs) Right. Sorry, I added my own commentary there. And I've learned to be more comfortable in my skin and delight in the things that turn him on. I wish he were more interested in whispering sweet nothings, but I don't live in a romance novel, and he's an Enneagram 5, so I've stopped expecting that sort of thing. The only real disappointment I have is that I am almost always the initiator. He always rises to the occasion, pun intended, and we enjoy one another, but when it's always me initiating, I don't get to feel desired and wanted. I've talked to him about it a few times with no change. I wonder if I was just beating him to the punch, so I decided not to initiate for a while, and it was eight or nine days till I caved and initiated again. I mentioned that to him later, and he hadn't even noticed it had been so long. Do I need a reality check? I know our sex life is pretty great, so maybe I'm being the one being unreasonable. Is this something I just need to make peace with and be grateful for what we have, or is there a better way I can communicate my longing to feel desired? Thanks for any guidance. Keep up the great work. This is refreshing. <laughs> I don't it's know. Refreshing. Is it refreshing for you because it's a female? It's Yeah, it's because this is the dilemma of higher of, desire, of higher lower desires. desire. Right. The higher desire is going to carry the bulk of the initiation on their shoulders. That's the reality. Why do you call it refreshing then? Because... There's something about the way she's framing this that she's trying to just say, hey, help me check myself. Gotcha. And that's a great stance Mm -hmm. to be able to say, yes, ma'am, you do need a reality check. You've already done a test trial of let's see if he notices. Lo and behold, he didn't. Does that mean it's not important to him? No. Not necessarily. It's not on the hierarchy like it is her. Yeah. Great. No big deal. That's just the reality of it. And so I think it's important to just see, and this is what makes it kind of refreshing, because she's basically saying, help me just view this right. Mm-hmm. Because and how often do we get caught up in life, Pam, where I get caught on one thing, and it gets caught in my head, and it starts drawing me down and su- sucking my, the life out of me mm-hmm. until I can get the chance to have a little bit of reset to go, wait. I got it pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I just need a better perspective and a reframe of all of this. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, this is all pretty good. Mm-hmm. This one little area is an itch and it's an issue. But I, te- I tend to think that if I didn't have little issues in my life, I wouldn't enjoy the things that are really good 
too, as Ooh, yeah. well. They, yeah, they <laughs> amplify one another. Right, because you need the yin and the yang, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just to answer her question of, does she need a reality check? And that's just the way it is. Yes. Okay, so let's set up the extended where we're going to be heading, because we've done this a lot with some of the emails that we answer or voicemails right. that we answer right. in the extended content. So let's give let's give the information, and then if you're interested in our answer, you're going to want to subscribe to the extended content, smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Okay. okay. So again, I pulled this from a section of a longer email. Gotcha. And so I don't think it's out of context because she gives uh, some preliminary mm-hmm. of what's been going on. And then also gives a little bit more that we'll, we'll address in a future episode. Okay. But with this, I wanted to pull this one section out because it really does set up a great, a great dialogue I think you and I can have. Okay. Okay. So this is from a wife that says, I'm writing to you because I'm frustrated and perplexed, mostly with myself. I'm 38 years old and I've been married to my husband for 13 years. I am the lower desire spouse and I feel like I entire, our entire marriage has been a continuous conversation to find a happy medium for the two of us. I want to have a sexual relationship with my husband, but I find it def- very difficult to become aroused. We have sex six to eight times per, per month. I try to be sure I initiate some of the times, even if I'm not in the mood, because I love my husband and sex is important to him. However, he recently asked me to try to be more decisive during sex. Since my sex drive seems to have mostly disappeared, I feel very uncertain during sex. I don't know what I want, and my body doesn't seem to respond to the things we try. Do you have any ideas? So if you're curious, and you're not a member of the Academy, you'll want to stay tuned, subscribe and stay tuned. Because Pam's going to answer all of her questions. Right, yeah, I've got this one covered, so you guys just want to listen to it all, right? (laughs) So it only seems appropriate, Pam, to uh, that I probably should disclose based on the the extended content. I'm really looking forward to the next time we are together because you're going to just be incredibly decisive. Yeah, yeah, count on that. (laughs) Count on that. We'll tell tell everybody at the next Academy call how that worked out. It, I, I love it that um, there's a thread of all the different emails that came through that there's such a similarity. Uh, it, yeah, again, we're all in this boat together, right? I mean, life and relationship. Um, yeah. They have different rivers they flow down, but they all flow into the same ocean, right? <laughs> they seem to do so, yes. <laughs> well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, uh, we want you to let us know as the member of the SMR Nation. So you can let us know at 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks again for taking some time out of your week to spend it with us. See you next time.